Alright, a good to Here we go. Today's daf is daf Kuf Zayin, page one hundred seven. The Hilgim Masechus Bavakam, Perak Agayzel Eitzim, and we are picking up at the bottom of Kuf Vav Amr Beis with the Yomar of Chiyah Barab Amr of Yechanan, which is three lines from the bottom of one hundred six B Kuf Vav Amr Beis. Let's remind ourselves just the sugya that we're discussing. So, if somebody deposits money by a shomer by a watchman or anything, doesn't need to be money. You you deposit an item by a watchman. And you come to collect the back, and the watchman says, what do you mean? You never gave me anything to watch. They claim they don't have it. And then what happened, or they say, you gave me something to watch, but it was lost or stolen. Okay, either way, they, they try to come up with a claim that will get them off the hook from giving the deposit back. Turns out that they're liars, and they actually stole the item. Instead of it actually of it being stolen from them, they are holding on to it. So this is what this is uh, called the case of a shomer who is toin tainas ganev, a shomer that claims he's toin. He claims the taina of theft. So let's go through this. somebody who claims that that which was deposited by him was stolen. How do we know whether or not to throw an oath? At the shomer, at the watchman. See, why should the watchman have to take an oath? He's saying, "What do you mean? It was stolen." And if you want to get money from me, it's on you to prove that I owe you the money. So Allah is like this. That's true. He doesn't have to take an oath. However, if he agrees to partial uh, claim, then he does need to take an oath. So let's give an example of that I come to you and I I claim that you have right here. You have 50, uh, I gave you $100 to watch. And you're like, no, you only gave me 50 bucks to watch. So you admit to, uh, you admit to part of it. So then you're obligated, the, the custodian, the watchman is obligated to take an oath. My time and what's reason, the Omar Kra, Kihuze. It says, the, the watchman says, here it is. In other words, all I'm giving you is this and that's it. Then you're going to be obligated to take an oath, but otherwise there's no responsibility to take an oath. And this argues on Rav Bar Yosef. The Amar Rav Bar Yosef says. We now turn to the top of today's daf. Eruv Parshiyos Kosov Khan. There's an Eruv of Parshiyos. What is Eruv Parshiyos? There's a combination, a mixture of Parshiyos that are written over here. What does this mean? Let's go through this. It says, the watchman says, Listen, uh, here's what you gave me. Now, that's the case of Modab Mikzas. You claim that you gave him more. He says, No, this is all you gave me. That is Amilva Hudiksev. That has to do with loans. Meaning, if you come and claim you lent me a hundred bucks and I respond, Nuh-uh, but you lent me 50 bucks, so then there's a partial admittance to something. That's where the verse of Kihuze is written, but not necessarily by a deposit. And why would a loan be any different than a, why would a halva, why would a loan be any different than? A pekadon then a deposit kederaba because of Rabba's logic. The Amar Rabba says, "Why do we say that a person admits to part of a claim that we throw an oath at him? Right? Why is it actually if you claim a hundred bucks for me and I completely deny it, I don't have to take an oath. But if you claim a hundred bucks from me and I cl- and I admit to fifty, then all of a sudden I do need to take an oath. When I completely deny no oath, when I 
partially deny yes oath. What's the logic behind that? Says Rabba Chazaka Einad the Meyer's Pan of Vnei A very important rule, and that is there's a status, there's a Chazaka that a person doesn't have the chutzpah to completely deny something in front of somebody who did him a flavor and lent him money. You lend me a hundred bucks and I completely deny it. That's a major chutzpah. And there's a chazaka. People don't have such chutzpah. But if you lend me a hundred, I admit the owing part of it. That's not as big of a chutzpah. And therefore, there's a chance that I'm lying. But when people lie in their own minds, they like they have a chazi truth to themselves to completely deny a favor that somebody does for you. That's that's uh, something that's a little too far. So Vahai, in this case, kuli. Uh, we'll say like this This guy Who's Agrees to part of a claim Really he wants to deny The entire thing Why did he admit to half Why didn't he deny The entire thing He doesn't have chutzpah By a loan He's not going to have a chutzpah To deny the whole thing So really Since he doesn't have a chutzpah To deny the whole thing He, he wouldn't do that So what, what does he want to do In essence He wants to admit To the whole thing Somebody lends me $100, I want to admit to the full 100 bucks. But what if I have a problem? I'll tell you the problem. You lend me $100, I don't have the chutzpah to tell you that you didn't. But I have an issue because you know what? I don't have the $100. So what do I do? Now what? So now I'm going to deny part of it, Savar, because what's going on in the borrower's mind is, If I admit the whole thing is an ask for the whole thing and I don't got it. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've got part of it now. I have part of it to, to pay. I'll pay what I have. And then when I get the rest of the money, I'm going to come and pay the rest. Therefore the Torah puts an oath upon him in order to get him to admit to the entire thing. Okay, so that's the general rule. This is a very important rule to know. As we go through Shas, and the rule is... A person doesn't have chutzpah to completely deny something in front of a balchayv, in front of somebody who lends to him, which is a wonderful rule in life as well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a deposit. We're a neshama and we're deposited into this world. And he tells us to use it properly. At a certain point, it's going to be have to be given back. And a person can't have too much chutzpah by saying, Rabban Shalom, what do you mean? What do you mean you want that? Right? Because Broker says, I'm going to give you, if I come to you, I'm going to give you 24 chocolates. I believe this is the mushroom from Rabbi Vigda Miller. Rabbi Vigda Miller says, if I, if I give you a present for Shabbos of, of 24 chocolates, you hear that? Yeah. Of, of 24 chocolates. And then, I, you know, after you take the present, I'm like, do you, do you mind sharing one with me? Can I have one? So it's yours. Do you have to give me one? No, but there's still a chutzpah if you don't. Right? I just give you 24. Now I'll give you back one, right? So <laughs> says about Victor Miller. He says, Chavra, their bunch of them gives us 24 hours a day to live. And he says, give me back, please, a few chocolates. Just a few. Yeah, out of 24 hours, do me a favor. Give me a 45-minute chakras. Give me a 15-minute mincha, 15-minute mariv. Make sure to learn the daf. Make sure to learn some Torah every day. You know what? Just make it three. Three out of the 24 chocolates just use for me, please. Three hours a day. Even if he were to ask us to give him back 21 out of the 24 chocolates. 
right? You might not be comfortable, but you'd think, eventually, he's gave me 24, give back 21. But if Hashem doesn't ask for 21 hours of uh, tyrant field. But he asks us to do as much as we can to, to utilize it properly. We have to make sure not to be mayas of the not to uh, completely deny the loan that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave to us. Now, the Gabi Mubahu Now, this whole logic applies to a loan. If you if you lend me a hundred dollars and I completely deny it, that's a major chutzpah. But what happens if you gave a deposit to me and I completely deny the deposit? Did you do me a flavor? No, I'm doing you a favor. So over there, you don't have the logic that nobody would have the chutzpah never deny the entire thing. A person certainly does have chutzpah. And therefore, maybe we'll say by a pekadon that when a person completely does deny the entire thing, we'll still throw the shvu at him. Because there, we'll, in other words, we're going to throw a shvu, we're going to throw an oath at somebody who would have the chutzpah to say it. Who would have the chutzpah to deny it. When you wouldn't have the chutzpah to deny it, we don't need to place an oath. When you would have the chutzpah to deny it, all right, we got to get around that chutzpah. And therefore, we will place that oath. Beautiful. Tani Rami Barchama, Rami Barchama taught us, our Ba'a Shaimrim, we now turn top Vamud Bays, Trichin Kfira, Ben Mikzas, Vaidab, Ben Mikzas. There's five watchmen that, in order to become obligated in a Shvua, Dairais, in order to be obligated in a biblical oath, they need to admit the part of it. And these are the four categories of watchmen that, if they admit to part of a deposit, we're going to throw a biblical shvua at them. What are they? A shomer chinam, an unpaid watcher. I ask you to do me a favor and watch something for me. The hashayel, a borrower, nice socher, a hired watchman, the and a renter. So anybody who enters these four categories of acceptance of shmira, of acceptance of watching over something, and then the owner comes with a claim. No backup, not a documentation. They come with a claim, listen, you borrow from me. And the guy admits to part of it, we're going to give the biblical shvu. What is the reason for this? He says, I'll tell you, let's go through the four. That he's got to take an oath. It says specifically in the Torah, the passage we mentioned before, Ki Huzeh. When he says, here is what you gave me. Shemr Sachar. What about a paid watchman? Same halachas as an unpaid watchman. Beautiful. What about a shayel? What about a borrower? It says, the Pazik says, Vichy Yishal. It says, and Vichy Yishal. And a borrower too. Adding on to the laws of watchmen. Now, Vav and a warrior, Maisavala and Yerishan, is continuing on with an unpaid and paid watchman. So, whatever halachas they have in this area of obligation of an oath by a Maida Bemitzas, again, you claim that I borrowed something, I borrowed $100 and I admit to borrowing 50 bucks. So, also from Vi Chi Yishal. Seicher, what about a renter? He says, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Shemachinim has taken oath. Because there's a dispute whether we consider a Shemachinim, whether we consider a renter to be more like a paid watchman or to be like an unpaid watchman. Either way, a renter falls into one of those categories. 
And since he falls into one of those categories, the halacha is, since he falls into one of those categories, the halacha is, he's going to have that halacha. So if he's a shayim rechinam, he's obligated on my debemeksas like a shayim rechinam. And if a seicher is like a shaymer sachar, then he's obligated in my debemeksas like a shaymer sachar. Here we go. Beautiful. End of that topic. Let's go weiter. Let's keep learning about halachas pertaining to Hatayin Tainas Ganov, a watchman who claims that it was stolen. Viamar of Yechia Bar Yosef, and Yechia Bar Yosef taught us as well. Hatayin Tainas Ganov, if somebody claims that it was stolen by a deposit, you know when you're responsible, when it's deposited by you, you claim it was stolen and you used it. That's called Shlichus Yad. He used it inappropriately before he swore, then you're going to be mechuyiv. Mechuyiv what? Obligated on what? See, it can't mean obligated on oath. We already went through that. So what does this mean? You know what this means? You're going to have to pay double. Kefal, let's talk for a moment. A ganav pays double. Somebody, Somebody's a thief, steals, busted. Let's say he stole $100. Now he's going to have to pay Kefal. He's going to have to pay back $200. What happens if you deposit $100 by me? And then I deny it. So previously we were learning about oaths. If I deny part of it, I take an oath. I deny, you don't. What happens if I'm busted afterwards? I'm going to have to pay double. You're mechoyev to pay Kefal. Why are you mechoyev to pay Kefal? So says the Gemara, this is going to be a true halacha if and when... I used it wrongly, not just I claimed that it was stolen and it turns out it wasn't. If I actually personally used it in a way that was inappropriate, then you're going to have to pay uh, double. You're only going to be once you use it. My time, huh? what is the reason for that halacha? That's the Aleph. Okay, the Aleph over there brings us over to the Goy Sabach, who says, to Omar Kro, it says in the Pasuk, Vinikrav. Balabayas him, and the Balabayas comes over to Bezdin, and he says, I swear that I didn't use Shlichas Yad. I did not use my I did not use my hand using my friend's property. Which seems to imply that if he did do Shlichas Yad again, Shlichas Yad means he sends his hand, he uses it. If you deposit something by me, I have no right to use it. If I do use it, that's considered a theft now, and then we're going to have to pay back. Double. Which teaches me that by Shlichas Yad, this is what we are dealing with when we say that a Shimer is going to be obligated to pay Kefa. Omar Luhu Rav Chia Barabbas. Rav Chia Barabbas says, what, what do you mean? This Rav Yechinan says, by Medes Avusa. When a person's I Medes Avusa Shanu. When a person is I Avusa, that's where we say they're going to have to pay back double. What's the case of I Medes Avusa? So that's where the animal that was deposited by him is still standing in its proper place. In other words, he holds that if you deposit an animal by me, but it's Ahmed the Savusa, Rashi explains Avusa is the, the watering hole or the, uh, what's it called, by a cat, a litter? Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember. I don't have a pet. There's like a little, is a, a litter box? Is that where cats get their food? Or maybe that's, no. Is that where they remove the food from their bodies? So whatever whatever that little bowl is called. 
where those uh, dogs and cats and pets uh, eat from, but it's there. Meaning, what, what does he say? He says, you're obligated to pay kefa whether or not you use it inappropriately. You're, even if the animal is still standing by its food, by its watering hole, there's still going to be a chi of kefa because, because Lamaisa, you denied it. Does he mean only when it's standing there? Uh, but if he would, if he did shlichus yad, then he was kind of like a uh, like a ganav, and therefore you're going to be mechuyev to pay no matter what. And therefore, what's going to happen if you made an acquisition? There's no such thing as a shvua. There's no oath that he has to uh, take at all. Or perhaps I feel I'm the salavusa gamar, or maybe he means even even if it's I'm the salavusa, even if it's standing by its by its uh, uh, food. There's going to be an obligation of kefal and kalvachaymer. How much more so if you ditch the chesiyad? Right, if I'm obligated to pay back double when I did nothing and didn't use it inappropriately, I didn't have shli chesiyad. Kalvachaymer, I'm going to have to pay double by shli chesiyad. So what does Rabbi Yechinam mean? Amarleis, he says back to him, Zulai shamati. I didn't hear exactly uh, this halacha. I heard something similarly. Ravasi says, in the name of Rabbi Yechina, let's say the Shimer claims not that it was stolen, but he claims that it was lost. And again, it's not true. And he swears. Again, he lies about this. And then... We're like, dude, no, it wasn't stolen. There's no way. And then he goes back and he swears that it was taka. He said, I'm sorry. He originally says it was lost. Tiny time it's avad, and he swears. And then he goes back and he's like, no, no, actually, uh, it was stolen. And he swears again. Ubo edim, and then witnesses come and bust him and say, yeah, excuse me, Rabid, never not true. You have it. The halacha is Potter. He's not obligated to pay kefal. My timer. What's the svara? Okay, in other words, Reb Zera is trying to say from Rabbi Yechonon. He says, what's the svara for such a thing? Is it because he already acquired it with the first shvua? So over here, in this case, you see Rabbi Yechonon holds that once you had a chi of shvua, the additional shvua doesn't obligate him in payment. So this, I didn't hear explicitly, but maybe this could be a raya. Maybe this could be a proof that uh, Rabbi Yechonon does not hold you responsible once you made the original, uh, once you made the original shvua. He says back to Ravchia, he says, there's no proof from there. Because in the first case, the reason why he um, he uh, is not going to be obligated to pay Kefo on the second uh, on the second Shavua is because he already got himself out of his Chiyav with, he tried to get himself at least out of the Chiyav with the first Shavua. Meaning once the Shimer swore that the deposit was lost, he no longer had any sort of achrayas, and he wasn't obligated to take the shvua afterwards. Memela, only in that case, the second shvua has no ramifications. But in the other case, in our case, maybe we would obligate him in an additional shvua. In Marnami, we learned in a Brisa simile, Amar Rabbi Oven, Amar Rabbi La, Amar Rabbi Echen, Rabbi Oven says in the name of Rabbi La, in the name of Rabbi Echenon, I tie in Tainas Avedim, but because of Menishba, because of Anton Tainas Gneva, Menishba, Bo Edim, Potter, Hayov Yazde Bailem, Bishua Rishaina. You're Potter because you're ready, Yazde Bailem, from the Shua Rishaina. You're not obligated from Kefel because you already removed it from the original owner's hand with his first oath. Okay, so that proves the approach.
of Rabbi Zeir. All right. Here we go. Omar of Sheshus. Rav Sheshus says, Hatayin Tainas Gana Bepikadon Kivan Sheshalach Bayad Potter. Listen to this. You go to you. You give a hundred dollars to a shimer, and he says stolen. Turns out it wasn't. Once he uses what you deposited by him, potter. Interesting, no? Potter means there's no kefil. Doesn't have to pay back double. He obviously has to give back the principal. He's busted. There's no he of kefil. This is interesting. Why he stole it? Right? He denied it, and then he's using it. What's the swara? My timer though. What's the reason that he's not going to pay kefil? It says he comes to the one who's making the claim comes to court, and he has the shimer make an oath that he didn't use it inappropriate. Potter, but if let's say there was shlichas yad, there's going to be a patur. There's no obligation on paying double. Okay. Which means, when do you pay double? When you didn't have shlichas yad. When don't you have double? Imlay shalach yad. Then the pasuk says kefil. If you do, there is kefil. Says the Gemara. What? What's the svara for that? Granted, you're bringing me psukim. But what sort of logic such a thing? If there's no shlichas yad, you pay double. Yes, shlichas yad, no double. You should know that this watchman, this shimer, has to take three shvuas. You know what is three shvuas? Is three old sorry says shvua shaloi pashati ba. He says, "What's the oath? When we come to the shimer, we say I deposit on my you. It's like what? When there's a chi of shvua, what does he actually say? What's he saying by the chi of shvua?" So A, he says, I wasn't negligent. B, he says, Not only was I not negligent, I didn't use it inappropriately. Now, what is inappropriately? In any way, that's unexpected or not allowed by the owner or under the laws of Shmira. And the third thing he says is, I'm taking an oath that whatever you're claiming I have, I don't have. Interesting, right? So again, we're talking about putting an oath on the Shimer. Says Rabbi Nachman, let me tell you something. What is the actual oath? It's going to be three parts. I wasn't negligent. I didn't have Shlichus Yad. I didn't use it. And I don't have it. My love, Shur Shlichus Yad, we're going to assume these two oaths or these three oaths are all similar to each other. Just like when he says, I'm taking an oath that whatever you're claiming is in my domain is not in my domain. Just like over there, once it becomes known it is in his domain, he's going to have to pay Kefel because, dude, you stole it. So with the oath that I didn't use it, once it becomes known that he did Use it, chayev. He should be obligated. He should be obligated. So even by a shvu of shlichas yad, asks Rav Nachman to Rav Sheish's original halacha of by shlichas yad. There's no shvu. He says, "What do you mean? All the shvuas are equal. They're all the same. And the same way by the shvu, when I take an oath that it's not in my domain, 
if it is Rumayi Yomer, I pay double. So too, when I take the oath of that um, uh, Shvua, what was the other one? Shalosh Shlachti Bayad, an oath that I didn't use it also. If he did, he should have to pay back double. So Rav says, what's your Svara? Omar Lay, Rav says back to him, Lay, you don't connect all the oaths. Not all the oaths need to be the same. Here's how it goes. The oath of, of, of um, that, that I didn't use it inappropriately is similar to the shvua of I wasn't negligent. Not that it's similar to the shvua of that it's not in my possession, but it's similar to the shvua of I wasn't negligent. What does that mean? Just like by the shvua that I didn't use, that I wasn't pashay, I wasn't negligent. When it becomes clear that he, he was negligent, Potter me Kefel. He's not obligated from Kefel. Why not? Because did he steal it? No, he was just negligent. If you deposit him, I mean, I'm negligent. I don't need to pay back double. So just like over there, there's no there's uh, there's no Kefel. So too, by Shua Shalach the Bayad, Kimagalia Milsa, the Shalach Bayad, Potter me Kefel. When it becomes clear that there was Shlichas Yad, in that case as well, you're going to be Potter from Kefel. Okay. Bottom line is, we tried to bring a um, Raya. Um, we tried to bring a Raya from Rev Shesh, or not bring a Raya, but we should say we tried to learn from Rev Shesh Salacha that it says in the Torah, if you had Shlichas Yad, then there's no chi of double. We asked the question on Rav Sheish, says, why would you say such a thing? What's the svara? And he says, the svara is, there's three parts of the shvua. There's three things mentioned in the shvua. And the same way the shvua shleip ashatiba, when he, when he mentions that I wasn't negligent, that doesn't obligate him in double, so too in our case as well, there's not going to be a chi of, of paying double. Boy, Ram Bar Chama, Ram Bar Chama has a question searching for information. Maman ha-mechaivai kefel poidremen ha-choymesh. Anytime you have money where you're obligated to pay kefel, does that get him off the hook for a for the extra choymesh, the extra fifth? Very interesting. I don't mashur ha-mechaivai kefel poidartoi min ha-choymesh. Or does it, are you still obligated to pay the, are you still obligated to pay the additional fifth? Okay. So this is interesting. Let's discuss this, Shiloh. So this Shiloh is in the following. We know that if somebody is obligated in a shvua about $100, and they deny it, and then they're busted, and, and they swear falsely, and they're busted, what have we been learning for the past few <coughs> daf? What's the responsibility? What are you going to pay back? The karen? The principal amount that you denied? The $100? The chaymish? An additional fifth? As a fine? The asham and a carbon asham. We all agree, right? That's been the past, uh, we'll call it almost week of daf. You take a false oath and you're busted. You pay karen, chaymish, and asham. We've just established that there's times where when you make a false oath, you're going to pay back kefil. You're going to pay back double. So the, the shaila here is, and this is a curiosity question, right? We want to know. When somebody's false oath is going to send them into double payment, is the halacha that you pay kefil double plus a fifth plus an asham? Or the fact that I'm paying double covers my fifth? 
In other words, does the double become the new principal, and then you add a fifth? Or it's like, hey, you got your knas, the kefal, the double payment is the knas, and that's instead of the fifth, that's in place of the fifth, and now I'm going to pay kefal the asham. You pay the principal amount, the double, and the asham. That is Rami Barchama's shayla. Now he's going to explain his shayla. Hechi dummy. What is the case? Kigayim, for example, Shashon Tanis Gana Vinishpa. The guy, the, the watchman, the Shomer, claims that it was stolen, and he takes a Shvua. And then he says that it was lost, and he swears falsely. Top of tomorrow's daf. And Edom come on the first claim. And then he admits that the second claim was true as well. Was was uh, not true as well. So he's busted on the first one. He's now admits that he lied in both cases. So my, what is the halacha? Do we add a fifth to the second claim? Because on the first claim, he's already going to be paying double. Do we say that once you're obligated in money to pay double, there's now no fifth added to the tab? And this guy, since he already has to pay double because he was busted for his first claim of Tayantina's uh, Ganov, so now there's no fifth for the second false oath. Or perhaps... Or do we say an oath that makes you obligated in kefel patters him from the fifth? So the second shvua since it, it, it can't obligate him in kefel, it's not even possible to obligate him in kefel because he's ready he has to pay that double part. So now that you're not paying double on that, pay the fifth. Interesting shaila. All right, says the Gemara. And this will be the last step for today. Omar Rava, Rava says, to answer the boi, to answer the question searching for information, he says, Tashma, come and listen. Omar I walk over to Beryl in the marketplace, and I'm like, Beryl, give me back my axe. And Beryl says, what are you talking about? Tell her. I don't have yaks. And I say, Mashbiachani, swear. Yamar, Amen. He's like, sure, no problem. And now witnesses show up and say that Beryl stole it from me. He's a found Ganav. He's going to pay back double. Let's say first he denies it and witnesses never show up and then he admits. He's bottom line is he swore falsely. So he's going to have to pay back the principal. He's going to have to add the fifth and pay a carbon ashram for his false oath. But we said, what would be if the witnesses first come? They would have made him obligated to pay back double, even if he took the false oath. In other words, I say, Beryl, it's my axe. He says, nah. I say, swear. Let's say he didn't swear yet. And witnesses show up. He's going to be obligated to pay double, even without... The Shavuah. But if you admit after Adam, you don't pay the additional fifth. In other words, I want to point something out over here. I want to make, I want to just just make a uh, clarify an observation on this. The Shiloh was, is, once you're paying back double, once you're paying back double. Are you adding a fifth or not? 
So now I want to I want to point something out. The, the fifth payment is coming because of false oaths. The double payment is coming because of stealing. They're coming from different sources. The K felt granted they're both knasim, they're both fines that the tire places on a person for doing something against halacha. However, the double payment is coming mitzad theft. The fifth payment is coming mitzad is coming from the side of forbidden oaths. I would say, hey, it, it's coming from different places. Yeah. I would say it's coming from different places. Um, you're going to say that a shvua that obligates you in double portion does not, there's now no longer a fifth payment and it does cancel out despite the fact that it's coming from a different place. Why? Listen to this. A guy says, I didn't steal it. Witnesses test, and he swears. Then witnesses testify that he stole it. Guess what? You should pay back double plus a fifth. Double because you stole it, and you still swore falsely. Why did we say that if he admits after witnesses come, he's not adding a fifth? Let's see over here. It's not the shvua that obligated him to make the double payment. It's the witnesses that he's paying double. So throw on the fifth. The dude lied. He took a false oath. Add the fifth to it. But we don't say that. That's not the halachas. What do you see from here clearly? You learn out from here clearly. Even though it's coming from different sources, once you pay back double, witnesses come and say you stole. Now you got a kefal payment. There's no longer the additional chaymish, which is added to the tab. We learn from here, this is taka, an excellent proof, and this is a proof that we stick that we stick with. We have a good answer. We'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.